Woman Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Well, good morning, queens, to all of you on the West Coast, and good afternoon to all of you queens on the East Coast. I pray that you all have had a beautiful weekend and that you are now ready to be productive yet again for a brand new week. This is Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this beautiful day and, as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas a huge success. Ladies, I've got great information to share with you today. We're going to be talking about social media. I'm going to give you some trends that are going on for the rest of 2022 on into 2023. I think you'll be interested in knowing what's going on there. And of course, all this month, during the month of July of 2022, we are talking about the power of passive income. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you myths about passive income that you need to be aware of, making sure that you aren't buying into the wrong thought pass on that, right? Absolutely. I've got a good read for you from The Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Joseph Murphy. Of course, knowing your subconscious mind and the difference between it and your conscious mind is really what it's all about when you're trying to learn who you are, how you're functioning, why you believe the way you believe. Why is because at the core of your inner strength, at the core of your power is your subconscious mind. And I'm going to tell you already, Queens, if you don't know your subconscious mind, it's, it's difficult to know who you are, right? And sometimes that's why a lot of women are very confused. They don't have clarity. They're not quite sure on what it is that they want to um, learn, that they want to understand about their business ideas, their life. And so again, this is a really great time to get yourself a copy of this book, The Power of Subconscious Mind by Joseph Murphy. I've read this book several times, and I really like how he helps us to begin to understand and embrace the power of our subconscious mind. By the way, if you didn't know it, the subconscious mind controls pretty much the largest percent of our bodily functions, our thought paths. Um, It controls so much, while the conscious part of us basically is where we derive our desires, what we want. It allows us to see it allows us to do all these, communicate with one another. But that's what the conscious mind does. You listening to the show right now, you're listening in the conscious mode, right? And then the subconscious mind, of course, absorbs everything. And it doesn't determine whether something is negative or positive. The only thing it does is that when too much of one thing has been done, it records it. It becomes a habit. It's automated, and many times it's automated as a belief. Now, as you know, automation occurs uh, and allows you not to have to think about it anymore, right? When it's automated, it does it naturally within you, and therefore you're not having to think about, for example, how to brush your teeth, you know, uh, how to do particular tasks because it is already automated. So I want you guys to be uh, really clear on that between the the conscious and the subconscious mind. And I'm going to be reading um, for you in just a little bit what 
the author Joseph Murphy says about the conscious and subconscious mind as well. And of course, as you know, I've got the five new questions of leadership for you. I'll be reading them to you every single Monday. And of course, as you begin to grow your business, as you begin to ask yourself these questions and dig deep, you're going to come up with answers that you have to write down. Those answers are going to spark tasks and other actions that you will need to take in order to improve your business and to get the results that you want. So I'm very excited uh, when I share these questions with you. I, I use them, and they are really, really powerful. They are helping me tremendously in so many ways. So that's what's going on on the show today. Pull up a seat, get a notepad, get your favorite beverage, and get ready for information and business ideas that you will be able to put to use right away. We're going to go ahead and start with five new questions of leadership, starting out with question number one, what's your functionality today? You know, as a businesswoman, you always have to keep in touch with what's going on in your life. You always have to keep in touch with what's going on in your business and how you are functioning. And sometimes, let's admit it, sometimes we want to be that procrastinator. We want to be that individual that doesn't do very much. We just want to we just want to lay there and just relax, and we don't want to have to think about certain actions and things that we have to do because sometimes it overwhelms us. But here's the thing that you need to understand. When you're talking about being the CEO of your business, when you're talking about leading your business, then you don't have a choice in this matter. Certainly, becoming an action taker is going to help you to move things forward, make things happen in your business. So you have to really be able to measure yourself and know, am I in a procrastinative mode or am I in an action-taking mode? What's your functionality today? Moving on to number two, are you on target with your sales and profit goals this week or month, right? This is very, very key. And I've realized that a lot of women don't necessarily set their sales goals. I'm not sure why that would be, but if you're one of them, girl, you've got to turn that thing around. You've got to be definite of purpose. You've got to know what type of sales and profit goals you want to see coming into your company. Of course, sales uh, goals are the growth profit that's coming into your company, right? And the profit goals is what's going to be left over after you take care of all of your expenses. So again, it's your responsibility as the leader, as the CEO of your company to actually figure that out. Number three, what offers do you need to create to reach your sales and profit goals, right? What, what, what do you have that's in your marketing arsenal at this time to offer it and that's valuable that can be offered for free to show people the value that you can provide to them, right? We call that the compelling offer. And that is what's being used. And, and today we, we call it the funnel or the pipeline, right? We call it the top of the funnel. The top of the funnel is being able to provide a public audience that you have targeted with something of value, something free that's going to get them to actually sign up using their name, phone number, and email. Once you have those three things, that's an honor because that person is trusting that you trusting you with her their information. Her, I'm saying her information, but it could be a guy. But here's the thing. You've got to know what to do with that information. You can't 
overwhelm individuals by emailing them every hour, right? But you've got to look at how you want to get in front of individuals um, and to be able to provide that value to them to where they're going to enjoy what you're sending. And I think sometimes as businesswomen, that's something that we have to pay a close attention to. We just can't give people anything and just say, take it. You know, I'm going to send you this stuff, and I don't know whether it's valuable or not, but it's up to you to sort that out and figure it out, figure out if it's valuable for yourself. Well, here's the thing. That's not necessarily true, okay? You need to make sure that the person, the first line that should be taking a look at what you're offering individuals, and if you don't think that it makes sense or you don't think it's that valuable, then it's not going to be that valuable to the individuals that get, receive it. So you need to be the first person to take a look at whatever it is that you're offering. And the big thing is, is that it used to be taught in the marketing world that giving somebody a compelling offer doesn't have to necessarily be relevant to what you do. It could be anything just as long as it's offering value. But the hard part about that is is that if you do it that way, then you're just wanting to get names, phone numbers, and emails and not really care about how you're getting it. You just want to give them something that is considered a valuable, even if it doesn't, if it isn't relevant. But it's not really helping you to build your credibility, right? And it's not helping you to piggyback off of whatever you gave them to upsell them on other things that they may find valuable and relevant to what you offer. So I say and I recommend that whatever your compelling offer is going to be, it definitely should be something that is not only of value, but something that is definitely relevant to what you already do, okay? Here's number four. Is your marketing strategy in place, right? I mean, this is a no-brainer here. And at the same time, we still have millions of women who have businesses that have yet to do a marketing strategy for themselves, right? So listen, ladies, you know, a marketing strategy is simply, you know, a written report or a written blueprint of how you want to market your business, right? But it kind of helps you to get those things out of your head and onto the paper. And if you're unsure about how to create a marketing strategy, if you're unsure about what you need to do to start building one, well, that's where you see a coach. That's where you get someone who's already did it. Um, to help you out, to figure out how to get there with the marketing strategy. Now, what I can tell you is that I'm not a marketing expert, but I can get you on the right path and connect you with someone who can then help you the rest of the way who is that expert in marketing. I think a lot of the times when businesswomen take a look at marketing, it's something that intimidates them. The first thing businesswomen have a tendency to do, especially those who are micro-business owners, home-based business owners working with low, lower budgets, is that they say, um, you know, marketing, I don't have a whole lot of money to put in marketing. I should be able to just tell people what I do. I should be able to, to offer my services. I should be able to put out a few social media posts and people can click on it and order from me. And, you know, maybe that was true in the 1990s when the Internet first came out, but that's not true anymore, hon. You've got to understand that in order for you to market your business, not only do you need a strategy in place, meaning 
from the beginning that times that someone sees what you offer until the desired result of a purchase or a retainment of your services, you need to figure out what happens in between there and how you're going to stay relevant, how you're going to connect on a consistent basis. That's so very important, right? And so there are four components that really need to be built into your strategy, social media, right, advertisement, email sequences, and videos. Okay, very, very important. Social media, because social media seems to be the main means of communication for the largest majority of people who are on the Internet these days. So, you know, it's, it's no, you, you don't need to go research that. It is what it is. Social media is the top means for people to communicate. And when I say social media, I'm talking about all of social media. I'm talking about, you know, um, all of the social media platforms. I'm talking about all of the ways that you can uh, virtually connect with people, and we're talking about videos as well. So those four things, social media, advertisement, email sequences, videos, those are the top four things today that people are using to advertise, not based off of, you know, let's just try this. It's based off of intelligent um, research. You know, this is coming straight from the Direct Marketers Association, and several other reliable sources that I have personally researched. And these are areas that you need to be paying close attention to when you're talking about methods that you're going to use in your marketing strategy, okay? Last but not least, number five in the five new questions of business leadership, on a scale of one to ten, what's your belief level? Yeah, right? What's your belief level? You know, here's the thing. I mentioned belief a lot. And if I had to sum up what it requires of you to be successful as a businesswoman, belief would be the one word that I would give you. But a lot of people don't understand really what belief is. A lot of people don't understand and know that belief has a lot of different levels involved in that one process. So you have to determine what level of belief do you need to have. And so I've always shared and taught within women about this, that the level of belief that has definitely helped me is unshakable faith. That's the level of belief so deeply rooted within you that it compels you to take swift and immediate action on all of your goals, on all of your dreams. That level of belief is so very, very important. So when you ask yourself on a scale of 1 to 10, what's my belief level today, then what you should understand is that your belief level is tied directly into your actions, right? If you're taking action, if you see goals being accomplished and your to-do items being marked off, being checked off, it means that you are at a belief level that's compelling you to take action, to get things done, right? And when you're not taking action, when you're not getting things done, or even when you haven't delegated to others to help you get it done, then your belief level is falling. It's falling. My belief level has been sometimes at a three, okay, meaning I'm not even taking action. Days have gone by and some things are not happening. I've got, to, I've got to rise. I've got to raise up that belief level, right? I've got to do some things. And the only thing that can raise my belief level, I know, is action. 
I've got to start taking action. And I'll say to myself, why is your belief level so low today? Why is it that you are not taking action? Why do you, why do you seem to be procrastinating? What's, what's bothering you? And I have to sometimes get in my quiet space and I have to go and sit, have a talk with myself. And, and I have to remember and remind myself that you have made a pact with yourself. The pact is, is that even when you don't feel like it, even when you're tired, even when you're feeling doubt, you will take action on the things that you have already purposed. When I remind myself of those things, I will go then and try my very best to take action. And as I begin to take action, then something incredible happens. I feel a release happen within me. And then it allows me to clearly start taking more action within that same moment. And before I knew it, things are being accomplished. I'm checking off things on my list and things are happening. And so this is what you need to understand about the subconscious and the conscious mind. You know, sometimes the subconscious mind will hold you back from doing the very things that you desire to do. And this is when you and the conscious mind have to take control and you have to push yourself to do certain things even when you don't feel like it. And it gives the subconscious a mind the subconscious mind, a signal that says, okay, you need to back up. Back up off of me. Let me do what I need to do because I am in control here. And it will. You will feel a release. It's quite interesting. Try it out. See if it's not so. So I want to read for you from the book, The Power of the Subconscious Mind by Joseph Murphy. I'm going to be reading from a section, you know, entitled just that, The Conscious and the Subconscious Mind, okay? He says, you only have one mind, but your mind possesses two distinctive characteristics. The line of demarcation between the two is well known to all thinking men and women today. The two functions of your mind are essentially unlike. Each is endowed with separate and distinct attributes and powers. The nomenclature generally used to distinguish the two functions of your mind is as follows. The objective and subjective mind, the conscious and subconscious mind, the waking and the sleeping mind, the self and the deep self, the voluntary mind and the involuntary mind, the male and the female, and many other terms have been used over the years to describe what the subconscious and the conscious mind is all about. He says, you will find the terms conscious and subconscious used to represent the dual nature of your mind throughout the book that I've written. He says an excellent way to get acquainted with the two functions of your mind is to look upon your own mind as a garden. You are a gardener and you are planting seeds, thoughts in your subconscious mind all day long based on your habitual thinking. As you sow in your subconscious mind, so shall you reap in your body and the environment in which you live. Begin now to sow thoughts of peace happiness, right action, goodwill, and prosperity. Think quietly and with interest on these qualities and accept them fully in your conscious reasoning mind. Continue to plant these wonderful seeds, thoughts, in the garden of your mind and you will reap a glorious harvest. Your subconscious mind may be likened to the soil which will grow all kinds of seeds, good or bad. 
Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Every thought is therefore a cause and every condition is an effect. For this reason, it is essential, he says, that you take charge of your thoughts so as to bring forth only desirable conditions. When your mind thinks correctly, when you understand the truth, when the thoughts deposited in your subconscious mind are constructive, harmonious, and peaceful, and the magic working power of your subconscious mind, it will, it will respond and bring about harmonious conditions, agreeable surroundings, and the best of everything. When you begin to control your thought process, you can apply the powers of your subconscious to any problem or difficulty. In other words, you will actually be consciously cooperating with the infinite power and omnipotent law which governs all things. Look around you wherever you live and you will notice that the vast majority of mankind lives in the world without the more enlightened men are intensely interested in the world within. Remember, it is the world within, namely your thoughts, feelings, and imagery that makes your world without. It is therefore the only creative power and everything which you find in your world of expression has been created by you in the inner world of your mind, consciously or unconsciously. A knowledge of the interaction of your conscious and subconscious mind will enable you to transform your whole life. In order to change external conditions, you must change the cause. Most men try to change conditions and circumstances by working with conditions and circumstances. But to remove discord, confusion, lack, and limitation, you must remove the cause. And the cause is the way you are using your conscious mind. In other words, the way you are thinking and picturing in your mind. You are living in fathomless sea of infinite riches. Your subconscious is very sensitive to your thoughts from the conscious mind. Your thoughts form the mold or matrix through which the infinite intelligence, wisdom, vital forces, and energies of your subconscious flow. He says the practical application of the laws of your mind, as illustrated in each of the chapters of this book, will cause you to experience abundance for poverty, wisdom for superstition and ignorance, peace for pain, and joy for sadness, light for darkness, harmony for discord, faith and confidence for fear, success for failure, and freedom from the law of averages. Certainly there could be no more wonderful blessing than these from a mental, emotional, and material standpoint. Most of the great scientists, artists, poets, singers, writers, and inventors have a deep understanding of the workings of the conscious and subconscious mind. And so, ladies, this is very important for you to understand and know that it's important for you to know what your subconscious mind is all about. It's important for you to understand and know what your conscious mind is all about and the difference between the two and how you strengthen your conscious so that you may strengthen your subconscious. You know, I talk about something that I use, a, a concept that I use to strengthen myself every morning, and I have shared it with all of you uh, on Successful Woman Radio, and it's called Preparing Your Mind for Greatness. And I want to quickly share it now because it's very relevant to this. You see, 
I have been studying the subconscious and the conscious mind now going on 15 plus years. And each time I have been studying it and learning it and understanding it from the masters, I, I tell you, it, it just really is absolutely amazing at the power, the supernatural power that we have to accomplish anything in life. But from the conscious mind, we tend to hold ourselves back from success quite a lot, Okay. So preparing your mind for greatness in the morning is it's all about being the first human being to put words of positivity, to put energy, to put things that make you feel good about yourself into your subconscious mind. And the reason why it's so important is because you must be the first one to tap into your own personal power. And yes, you do have a personal power. And I have likened uh, you know, not preparing your mind for greatness in the mornings. I have likened it to owning the most beautiful mansion that sets up on a hill. As you look out of the back side of the mansion, which is all glass, and when you look out of that glass, you see on the horizon at the end of the backyard, you see the ocean. And you say how beautiful this is and how wonderful it is to live in this peace and this harmony. How beautiful, Right? But one day you just decide, you get up, you don't prepare your mind for greatness, and you just walk out of that mansion and you leave all of the doors open. You don't put on the alarm. Um, there are several things that you just don't do. You leave, the, you leave the garage up with all the cars in the garage, and as you, you, you don't even take a car. As you walk away from the home, you walk away from it all, it's all there for anyone to come in and take whatever they would want. So then when you return from your walk, you realize, oh, I left, I left the house unprotected. I left the house open. And now I'm seeing several things that are missing, right? See, I liken that to our lives because oftentimes many of us wake up so fast in the mornings and just go get ourselves ready because we are automated to do that, right? Brush our teeth, we go get ourselves ready, and then the next thing that happens to us is that we are unprepared for what is going to be happening for the day. So anything can happen that day, but you're not guarded. You have not prepared your mind for greatness. So therefore, your mind really isn't on things of greatness, right? You, you, it's, it's being taken over by the worries of the day. And so it's so very important for you to prepare your mind for greatness. I'm just letting you know that this is a process that must be done. It must become an automated habit for you to give yourself that time every morning. What I do is I wake up, and the first thing that I do when I wake up, it's automated in me, is I thank God and I'm grateful to him for allowing me to wake up yet another day. I'm very grateful for that. The second thing that I do is I start preparing my mind for greatness with positive affirmations, right? Things that are going to help me, that are going to encourage me, because there's no greater power within you than your own personal power. You can get motivated and encouraged by others, but at the end of the day, my queens, it's you that must come up with your own affirmations, customized just for you. 
that you can sow those seeds of blessings into your life. It is you that must think positive. It is you that must not sweat the small things. It is you that must um, cast aside negative things that other people have said and replace it with positive things that you know to be true about you. It is you. Positive thinking is very important. Not only important, but when you act on the positive thoughts of your heart and your mind, Oh, you're taking yourself into that level of belief so deeply rooted that it compels you to take action. And when you take the right actions, you are always going to get great results, right? So do I live in my own world? You better bet I do. Absolutely. I have my own world. I have my own subconscious mind, my own conscious mind. And that's what I'm trying to share and tell with you is that a lot of the times being successful in your business isn't always about having necessarily the right information right away. It's not about always having uh, the money you need to start that business with or that venture with. Really, it starts with you having the right kind of belief and a conditioned subconscious mind and conscious mind that's going to help take you to where you need to be. That's what it's going to do. So, Definitely pick yourself up a copy of The Power of the Subconscious Mind, which is our book club book of the month for uh, the rest of this month and all month of August. Make sure you pick up a copy for yourself as you can go back as we read excerpts and you can go back yourself and read those excerpts and and highlight those areas that uh, really resonate with you. Very, very important, right? And so, again, I want to encourage you that if you have not prepared your mind for greatness today, that you need to do so. Do so. Consider it a priority every single day. Be the first to enter your own mind so that you may guard yourself, so that you may not leave the mansion of your mind open for anybody to come in and take what they will. So I want to give you guys some examples of what I'm talking about, right? So let's say you've come up with a great idea. Uh, Others have told you that it was a great idea. Uh, You forgot to really prepare your mind for greatness for the day, and in comes Susie Q., who you decide to share with Susie Q. what you're doing, your business concept, what's going to happen. As you share this with Susie Q., Susie Q. says to you, oh, but... That, that, that really doesn't sound like a good idea. I hear that people lose a lot of money with that or, oh, I hear that, that uh, this type of scheme. You don't, need to, you don't need to be doing that. No, girl, you know, that's not even you. Mm-mm. I wouldn't do that if I were you. Oh, that's not a really good idea. Or they will, they will, you're writing a book and you're telling them about your book concept and Susie Q says, oh, you know, a lot of people have written about that all, already. Maybe what you need to do is write about something else. Too many people have written about that already. And so you not having prepared your mind for greatness, you start saying things like, hmm, maybe Susie Q is right. Yeah, she is right. I just looked in Amazon. There are a lot of people who've already written about that book. Oh, yeah, maybe I do need to change and look. Maybe it's not such a good idea. So what happens at that point, first of all, is that your mind is not guarded. And so what Susie Q has been able to do is that she has been able to use words that have easily 
gone into your subconscious mind, they have gone into your conscious mind, and caused you in a matter of seconds or minutes that self-doubt. Have self-doubt, right? You're just all over the place with your thoughts because you did not guard yourself. You did not feed positivity into your heart and your mind. You did not prepare your mind for greatness. Instead, you left the doors open for Susie Q to come in and within seconds be able to take whatever she could away from what you're trying to purpose to do. And this happens all the time, every day, to millions of people around the world. And what I'm trying to say to you is that preparing your mind for greatness every single day is not just about the greatness part, but it's about guarding too. It's about making sure that you have have locked down and guarded that which you hold precious, that which you hold as an idea. You've locked it down. And anyone who comes to you trying to be a naysayer or speak against that which you are talking about, of course, you're going to repel. They're going to bounce off because you've already guarded and locked down by putting those words of positivity and believing in your own self. Listen, I know what I'm talking about because when nobody else is around, when I have no other support, when nobody else is around, I have my self to pull from. I have my own strength to pull from, my own energies to pull from. I have my own light to walk through. Why? Because I've guarded my mind. And as a result, it's given me a high level of energy to the point to where it repels off negative talk, negative thinkers. Now, there's more to it because you have to keep away from negative people, places, and things. And you don't always share things with individuals that you don't, you don't know what their philosophy is or you don't know uh, if they're a negative or positive person, right? So you don't always go sharing everything with everyone. This is why it's so important to surround yourself with people of like mind and to surround yourself with individuals who have accomplished that which you, which you want to accomplish, right? Because they've had success. They know the path. And they can shorten your path by helping you, by taking you by the hand, right? I do it all the time. I help a lot of businesswomen with the same thing. And so, again, I just gave you an example of what happens when you don't prepare your mind for greatness. You leave it open for anybody to come in and take away your power, take away your energy. And those are some of the symptoms of when power has been taken away from you. You lack energy. You don't feel like working. Um, you start self-doubting yourself. You know, a lot of things start happening, and as a result, it can propel into weeks or even months or years of you feeling this way. Just one person, right? Just one, somebody saying one little thing can, can, can wipe it all away. And then five years, ten years will go past, and you'll be saying, I used to want to start that kind of business, but nah, you know, it wasn't for me. You start making all kinds of excuses as to why it didn't happen when in actuality the issue was that you allowed someone to come in because you didn't prepare your mind for greatness. So knowledge really is power. And this is why I'm trying to share with you the knowledge that I have to share with you incredible, miraculous things that are going on within our own mind, our own mental abilities that can help us to be very, very powerful and successful women. 
so very much so. 12.35 after the hour. Uh, don't click off that screen if you're listening online. Don't hang up that phone if you dialed in because I've got more incredible information to share with you as we talk about the power of passive income. But first, I want to talk to you about social media trends, right, for the rest of 2022 and leading into 2023. Now, this information um, is brought to you by InfluencerMarketingHub.com. Again, InfluencerMarketingHub.com. And so I'm always studying social media, what's going on with social media, how can we take advantage of it or what have you. So today I'm going to be talking about social media trends for 2022 uh, and beyond. So the number one social media platform Form that seems to be gaining steady momentum by the day is TikTok, okay? Now, it says here in the report, while Instagram is still a firm favorite, TikTok is moving up fast in the ranks. Plus, considering that short-form video content will become more popular, TikTok, of course, is the ideal platform to use because it allows you to do video short and it allows you to up your, upload those videos or do it live and to be able then to gather the attention of others, right? You can call people to action. You can share um, information on your your knowledge, you know, help build credibility. Now, one of the things I found interesting in this report, it says during the past two years, TikTok has also launched a number of useful tools like ads and business profiles aimed specifically at businesses. So it's no longer just a platform where young creators can show off their dance moves or, um, you know, do all kind of silly things. All in all, it says it's set to become one of the main platforms um, that can reach millennials and what we call Generation Z, those born behind millennials, is one of the main platforms to reach them. And you know, I'm always telling you, all of you, that where we are headed into a virtual world, we're already experiencing that virtual world, right? Two other things that you need to know is that smaller networks will become popular for ads. So TikTok isn't only the smaller platform that's catching the attention of a lot of consumer brands. Now you have a lot of renewed interest going on in Pinterest and Snapchat as well. So you want to pay attention to these things. And then they talk about um, how social commerce, social commerce is being able to sell things online. Social commerce will continue to expand. Brands, they say, have long used social media platforms like Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook to sell their products. But for the rest of this year, moving on into 2023, the ability to buy products directly via social media platforms will become the norm, meaning it's going to be a normal everyday thing to be able to do that. So, Interestingly enough, Influencer Marketing Hub says gone are the days that it will be used only by innovative brands. In fact, eMarketer anticipates that the social commerce industry, get this, ladies, the social media commerce, that means products and services being sold online, okay, will be worth $80 billion by 2025. That's quite absolutely amazing. And for any of you know, that know the power of trend watching and understanding what's coming, coming, uh, coming after you and how important it is to know that so that you can prepare ahead of time, hey, you can take advantage of that. That's quite a bit, okay? So the 
social commerce industry will be worth $80 billion by year 2025, right? From shoppable posts to Instagram storefront, social networks, and continuously, they say, evolving to become retail platforms, brands and marketers will continue to leverage these and incorporate social commerce in their sales strategies through the rest of this year. Okay, wow, that's amazing. Here's, here's another trend. Reaching new audiences will become a primary goal for most, most businesses, right? According to research completed by HubSpot, they say the main social media goals of most marketers in 2022 will be to reach new audiences, grow relationships with customers, and boost customer service. And previously, though, these goals focused more on boosting sales and advertising results. So there we go again, coming right back around the corner to that one word, relationship, right? Because it is all about relationship when you're trying to build your tribe, when you're trying to gain followers, and you're trying to prove your credibility to individuals. It's about knowing how to build that relationship. And yet here is a trend um, research that was done by HubSpot that's saying that exact same thing, that, you know, it's about growing those relationships and creating better customer service via social media. Very, very important. And then, of course, we've already talked about this before, as I've shared with you, five new questions of leadership, but they say video content will continue to dominate. How about that? Video content will continue to dominate. Influencer marketing goes on to say that video content remains one of the most engaging forms of content, right? They said according to a Cisco study, by 2022, 82% of all online content will be video content. Now, this clearly shows how important it is to start utilizing video content, they say, to stay relevant in the social media domain. Again, we go back to video because that's one of the things that I've said that has to be included in your marketing strategy as you are moving forward to gain the attention and draw people to what you have to offer. But just as video is going to continue to dominate, check this out. Social audio will become more popular. Since Clubhouse was launched in 2020, it says it has become increasingly popular, right? In 2021, Facebook already saw how popular Clubhouse was going to be, and so they followed suit by launching their live audio rooms and podcasts in the U.S., right? And brands are taking notice. More than 74% of businesses indicated, okay, in a study done by Hootsuite that they're planning to invest in audio-only content. So video is dominating, but audio is just as important. So, so even if you don't want to do video, you should consider doing some form of audio, which is very, very key, okay? Now, here's one of the trends that you need to know about, and, and I've mentioned this as well, in, as, you, as you look at creating your marketing strategy, but it drives it home right here. Influencer marketing says, according to Hootsuite 2022 social media trend survey, more than 40% of respondents indicated that the decline in organic reach and the need to spend more on paid advertising were their biggest challenges. Considering that the average organic reach for Facebook posts is just over 5% now, according to Hootsuite's data, it makes sense why paid advertising will become a necessity. 
okay? So it's not really a choice as whether you're going to do advertising. You've got to figure it out and budget for it. Paid advertising moving on into 2023 is going to become the norm. It is going to become a necessity. Long gone are the advantages that we had as micro business owners to really have organic marketing, you know, in a big way, drawing people who are interested in what we have. Now, with that said, and for those of you who are unsure of what organic marketing is, organic marketing is is really promoting, sharing, and pushing things out on the social media without having paid for it, okay? And you're hoping that if you drop links uh, and that kind of thing, that it will, uh, people will see it, they will click on the links, come into your world, uh, and if you have a compelling offer, they will be able to ask for it, thereby giving you their name, phone number, email, which then brings them into your, your world, your tribe, right? That's not always the case anymore, right? Here's why. Because the social media platforms have pulled back. Not everybody that follows you on social media is going to be able to see what you're posting. I know this to be all too true on Facebook, right? Facebook announced more almost two years ago now, and I, every time there's a new announcement, I'm sharing it with you, keeping you in the know. Facebook announced almost two years ago that they were changing the algorithm on their, on their personal pages. That means your original personal page that you started your account with. And what they said is that you will not be able to market or advertise and think that everybody is going to see that because they are not going to allow majority of it. So you may post a banner, you may say something about a workshop, an, um, a conference, a service you offer. You may put pictures up on your personal page about a lot of different things that are happening. But the point is, is that you will see it as not to violate violate your uh, your expression of your freedom of expression. But the people who follow you, Facebook didn't have to let them see that. You can see it. So that's why when you go to your news feed, you think, okay, I see what I posted. And you're thinking that means everybody else can see it as well. Uh-uh. No, that's not true. Facebook doesn't want to violate your expression of freedom, but at the same time, they aren't letting everybody else see what's on the news feed. Okay? And you need to know that. Instead, they're pushing you to have your own Facebook business page and then to market um, and advertise from your business page so that more people will see it. And even if you have a Facebook Facebook business page uh, known prior to then as the Facebook fan page, right, they used to let everybody who opted in and said, I want to follow this to see all of your posts. Not so anymore. Only 1% to 3% of the people who follow you on your Facebook business page actually will see your posts. That's sad, but it's true. However, there are other things that the Facebook business page can be utilized for, so you should know that. It definitely is still a valuable piece of online content. So we'll talk about that another time. But I did want to let you know about what's going on with the trends. Another trend they say is that influencer marketing will continue to soar. You see, influencer marketing isn't a new trend, but it's one that's going to stay for quite a while, they say. 
Social media is dominated by influencers who are getting paid exorbitant amounts of fees to promote their brands. And so influencers are creeping up from everywhere. So these are things that we have to contend with as we're trying to get people's attention as well on social media. Okay? The increase in use of social media for customer service is a big thing as well. So, again, um, the, the key here is understanding that personal branding is very, very key. Okay? Personal branding is key, and the, and the competitive edge is going to be you. You are the competitive edge that's going to be able to separate why people want the service that they want from you, okay? And that is the truth. So there you have it. You have some trends. I'll talk about some more of these trends um, from influencer marketing. I'll talk about some of these trends on next Monday as well. Why? Because we need to know them. As, as CEOs of our business, we need, we need to know what's going on in the world of social uh, virtual networking. We need to know, Right? Very, very key. And now what I'm going to do is move right on into our hot topic of today. We're going to talk about uh, myths about passive income that you aren't necessarily aware of. So as many of you know, for all of this month, I've been talking about the power of passive income and how important passive income is, what it is, what it is not. And um, you can go and pick up on those shows by visiting us at womenaboutbiz.net, clicking on podcast, and in the right-hand column, you'll see the, the audio player, and just select the uh, podcast that you'd like to listen to. Also, if you have iPhone, you can easily go to podcast on iPhone, and you can search Successful Woman Radio Market as a favorite and listen to any of the shows uh, from there as well. If you're on Android, you can download the app Stitcher, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R, Stitcher.com. You can download it on your phone. If, if you have Android, look up Successful Woman Radio and then mark it as a favorite. That way, you'll have the previous broadcast of the show right there on your fingertips, right there on the phone. <clears throat> okay, so let's talk about myths about passive income and, and why is passive income a huge topic going on right now uh, in the world of business, right? I want to read something to you that I read on um, Entrepreneur Magazine as I was researching for this topic. It says, few concepts are more appealing than passive income. After all, what could be better than making money without having to do any work, right? When you read headlines like Amazon founder Jeff Bezos currently owns earns over $230,000 per second, it's only natural to start wondering, well, how in the world is he doing that and how can I do it too? Even if you don't generate as much passive income, of course, as Bezos, an additional source of revenue could allow you to leave the daily grind from the nine to five so you could pursue entrepreneurial dreams or travel around the world. It says, but generating passive income isn't as simple or straightforward as some of the richest people can attest to. Figuring out how to generate a steady flow of cash requires a fair amount of work. Even more importantly, it requires that you dedicate your own time and investments in the right areas. So if you're serious about passive income and using it to increase your quality of life, you can't afford to fall 
for a lot of myths that are out there. Now, with that said, okay, I want to just talk about um, some, some more popular myths that people buy into that's not necessarily true. Here's number one. You can set it and forget it, right? Passive income is something that you can set. Don't pay attention to it. And it's just going to come and money's just going to roll into your checking account. That's not true. It's not necessarily true. The one thing that you need to know and understand is that anything that you get yourself involved in, you will have to own up to some responsibility of following up, checking on it, and paying close attention to it unless you have others doing that for you. Okay, so it's a myth to think that you can set it and just forget it um, and totally never watch it again. You will have to pay attention to it. You do need to have some type of check and balance where you're checking on things and making sure that it is doing okay. Okay, um, the other myth that I hear a lot of women in particular asking about is that, oh, you can create passive income in a weekend or in one day. I'm hearing, you know, I've had people say, oh, I'm hearing people invested in this in one day and they got this much back, or I'm hearing that people did this or that. So we've got to learn to calm ourselves down because remember, a lot of these phrases, a lot of these terms, a lot of these words that we're seeing are designed to pique our interest, Right. They're pulling on us from a psychological standpoint, and we can't necessarily give into it until we've done our due diligence, until we have investigated, right? And so here's the thing. Can you create passive income in one weekend or one day? You know, maybe some people have actually done that, but at the most part, you can in a weekend or a day possibly create a course. Or you, you can possibly in a weekend write an ebook that is going to assist you with creating a passive income. You can possibly do that. But the passive income takes time to start coming in from, from those kinds of projects, right? Very, very important. In some type of investing, you know, if you've gotten a good lead or heard that a company is getting ready to announce something new that's coming out and you're going to go ahead and invest in that before the announcement. It's possible that in a day uh, you may have been able to triple or quadruple your income, but in the normal side of things, that's not how it always works, okay? So therefore, I consider it a myth for somebody to say, well, you can create passive income in one weekend or one day. Um, that's just not true. It takes a period of time for the passive income to start coming in. Another myth is that um, when you create passive income, oh, you don't hardly have to do anything. You don't have to work at it. Uh, you don't have to do anything. Uh, all you have to do is, for the first time, just put something into it, and then it'll just start giving, giving, giving. That's not true either. Okay, the one thing you should know about passive income basically is that passive income is where you initially set the foundation for whatever it is that's going to bring in the passive stream, and sometimes you have to work hard at it. You know, sometimes it may take you, you know, months or even a year to really set that passive income to streaming in, um, and that means you have to work at it, but then it's going to just start coming in, right? Like you have some people who start businesses. And they are working very hard, and they may have worked in the business for a few years, but now they've built the business up to a certain point where they don't have to come in. They can travel. They can do a lot of other things, and the income coming from the business is a passive stream because they're no longer involved in the day-to-day -day activity, okay? So it's important to understand that 
passive income does not mean that you don't have to work hard to get what you want. Okay, here's another one that I see a lot of people buying into as well. Uh, real estate is the best passive stream of income that you ever could want to have. Well, that's not always true either. From someone who, um, along with my husband, has been in real estate for more than 30 years now, I would have to say that is definitely not true. Okay, as a matter of fact, a while back, we sold almost all of our properties because, quite frankly, we made money, but we were just tired of dealing with um, renters that just decided that they were going to try to jip us, right? They were just going to pay us whenever they wanted to pay. It doesn't work that way because for all of the renters that don't pay you, you still have to pay a mortgage. You still have to make sure that the property is maintained, that the property is being taken care of, right? That's the law. Okay, and if you don't pay those mortgages and you can't call Mr. Mortgage and say, oh, I'm sorry, but my renter didn't pay this month, therefore I'm not going to pay you, Mr. Mortgage is going to say, well, whoever's living in the home, you do that for too long and the furniture is going to be put on the street, right? So that's not always true. So real estate is lucrative in many ways. You can make a small amount of money, a medium-sized amount of money, and a large amount of money in the world of real estate. But I don't advise anybody to get in real estate without their due diligence and without taking some courses to really understand what real estate is all about. So if that's you, if you're interested in real estate creating passive streams of income for you, I recommend that you look up um, on the on the Internet just put in real uh, put in the real estate investors association because most metropolitan cities have one put in real estate investors association because normally they give all types of classes and they only put the experts that are really getting results um, up front to teach those courses. So Real Estate Investors Association, that's what you want to look up. And if you look that up, then you will automatically see, okay, you'll automatically see that they have a lot of classes and different things that you can use to learn about real estate investing and the best type of real estate investing for yourself. You want to definitely take a look at that, okay? And last but not least in the myth of uh, passive income is that you don't always have to go into a full business to have a passive income, okay? You don't always have to do that. There are a lot of people making great uh, returns on their investment from stocks, from their retirement accounts, from crypto investing. There are a lot of people making decent money with that, and um, therefore, they are they decided not to start a business at all. There are people that are just investing, okay? And so, as always, you have to do your due diligence as you look at coming in with other streams of income. But I definitely believe that in the age that we are living in, we at least need three to five uh, diverse streams of income so that we don't put all of our eggs in one basket. We have monies coming in from other areas, okay? And that's very, very, very key. So there you have it. You know, 
this about passive income. I hope that, that has given you some food for thought for you to go ahead and research a little bit more as you are looking at ways to generate passive streams of income. So ladies, it's been wonderful being with you today, and I pray that you have gotten some information that you're going to be able to put to use. Don't forget to pick up your copy of The Power of the Subconscious Mind by Joseph Murphy. We'll be reading that this month, the rest of this month, and all the month of August. I pray that you are going to have a productive and abundant week, that you have chosen to have um, a mindset about action, that you will put the right belief in place for yourself, which is unshakable faith, and you will make some things happen in your life. Stay tuned for those of you that are free bronze members. Uh, invitations go out for the new Women About Biz Crown community. I'm very excited about that. So definitely make sure you look in your email throughout the day, double check to get your invitation to join the Crown community. By the way, when you join, ladies, please upload your pictures. The last thing we want is a bunch of people joining, um, but they have no pictures up. We ask that you load your picture up uh, as you join. That's all I have for today. I want to leave you with my quote that I say to myself every day. Take off your shoes of fear, put on your shoes of courage, and step beyond your comfort zone, for therein lies your success. Thank you, everyone. Have a beautiful week. This is Trina Newby signing out.